Good morning and welcome to the 2008 Too Cool for School with Jake Kuhlman podcast. I'm your host, Jake Kuhlman. Now, when I was in college, I always wanted to start a podcast and, you know, I would joke with my buddy, um, I'm going to drop out of college and start a podcast. So that's why we got the name Too Cool, K-U-H-L, my last name, for school, S-K-U-H-L. So Too Cool for School, Jake Kuhlman is the name of our podcast. Now, throughout these next months, I don't know when I'll upload, if it's weekly, bi-weekly, if it's twice a week, three times a week. I think as we go, we're going to start, um, hopefully doing weekly. Um, but this first podcast is going to be NFL, NFL Midseason Awards. Um, so who I think should win the awards. The Vikings Midseason Review, which I'm from Minnesota. I'm a Vikings fan, so we're going to look at the Vikings uh, season so far. Um, my end of the season standings projections. Daily and weekly fantasy waiver wire pickups and goodbyes for this week. Okay, so the first thing we're going to do now, like I said, is we're going to start with the NFL Midseason Awards. Now, for the first award, it's going to be the Pepsi Rookie of the Year, which last year we know Alvin Kamara won it. Um, this year, I like two guys um, to win this award. Um, the first is going to be Saquon Barkley, which is obvious. The second overall pick from Penn State um, is one of those guys that you look at from the Giants. Yes, their record's not the best, but he has done things that we thought he was going to do when he came to the league. He can run. He can catch. He can pass. He is a complete player. And to me, that is something I really enjoy seeing him do weekly. Um, so my vote for the Pepsi Rookie of the Year is going to be Saquon Barkley. Now, if we're going to go move on to the FedEx Air and Ground Players of the Year, there's two obvious candidates who will win it. Uh, last year, Carson Wentz won it, and then Todd Gurley. This year, I like two guys, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Um, former Texas Tech standout, currently playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, yes, his voice is a little annoying, and it's hard to hear him talk during post-game interviews, but he's a great player. I think the way he has done this season with his, um, with the way he's played with his 2,900 passing yards, Patrick Mahomes has been a fantasy god for people, right? 29 touchdowns, 7 picks, uh, 209. 2,901 yards. Uh, his currently pass rating is 116.7. Um, if you look at his previous games, he has torched Cincinnati. He has torched Denver. Um, he played well against Cleveland. He has done enough in his young career now to make himself an elite quarterback. Do I think he's fully got to his potential? No. I think he's just getting there, and that's scary for us to think about. For us to think, okay, a guy that has been completely dominant in this league this year isn't even to his full potential. I think Patrick Mahomes is easily uh, the air player of the year. I think uh, the way he throws the ball and the way he works in that offense, Andy Reid has him humming, and I love it. Now, if we're talking ground players of the year, there's only one obvious candidate, okay? And that's Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley is a baller. Todd Gurley has been a monster in everything he's done. Todd Gurley has 868 yards and 12 touchdowns this year. 
He's averaging 4.8 yards a carry. Um, he's getting 182 carries this season, right? He's been their workhorse back. Now, I understand last game with New Orleans, they had to go away from the run a little bit. Um, so he only got 13 carries, right? But he got a, six receptions last week. So they're throwing him the ball. Now, he only got 11 yards on those six catches. But the fact that he is their full guy. This guy that came out from Georgia, we knew he was going to be good. Yes, he had injury issues coming out of college, but we knew he was going to be a workhorse in this league. Now, the Rams took a waiver on him, and he has been a baller ever since. I completely love everything this guy does, and I think, personally, seeing him run downhill reminds me of a lot of players like Marshall Falk type, where he can do everything, right? You can hand him the ball. You can throw him the ball out of the backfield. He is going to be a complete back for you. He's a complete third down back in this league, and we have discovered that. Um, I think the way he works and the way he runs the ball and the way he's able to even block, he's been a good blocker this season. I think he is easily the ground player of the year. Now, this next award, people might disagree with me, right? The AP Defensive Player of the Year. Now, a lot of people are going to look at the reigning player of the year in the defense and think, okay, Aaron Donald's going to win it again. Yeah, well, he very well could. Aaron Donald could very well be the guy, right? He has 30 tackles, 10 sacks, a forced fumble. He's doing everything, right? And I think he will win it just based on the fact of who his name is, right? But the guy that I love this year, and I love him for one reason, and that's because he's a Viking, but he's also balling out. 43 total tackles. 11 and a half sacks, took a fumble recovery back for a touchdown last week, and that's Daniil Hunter. Daniil Hunter was not, he wasn't even drafted in the first round, not the second round. A guy at LSU that came in with raw talent. This kid's 6'5", 252. He is a complete beast. He can do anything he wants. He can swim. He can spin. He can bull rush you. And that is the thing that he's been doing is he's been getting to the quarterback, right? 11 and a half sacks leads the league, right? He's one of those guys that you look at him and he's not going to make the flashy, flashy plays, but you're going to look at the scoreboard or at the standing or at the stats at the end of the season and realize, oh my God, this guy's leading the league in sacks. He's a stud. Okay. And I want everyone to realize who he is and what he can do. Now, if we're looking at AP Offensive Rookie of the Year, like I said earlier, it's going to be Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley has done everything this year to set himself apart from other players. I think Saquon Barkley right now is the obvious choice. At the start of the season, a couple weeks in, three or four weeks in, I thought, okay, Kelvin Ridley might, you know, be somebody that you could talk about Kelvin Ridley out of Alabama an extremely good player and I think he has a lot to do in this league and I think he'll be a very good player but opposite Julio Jones they've been you know targeting Julio Jones so they said you know they've been double teaming him sometimes even triple teaming him so they thought okay let's throw a Kelvin Ridley well how is he going to be if a Julio Jones wasn't there when you have Saquon Barkley who his line is not the best thing in the world right but you give him the ball and he'll make plays and that's the thing I like about Saquon Barkley now the AP Offensive Player of the Year is going to be obvious again. It's going to be Todd Gurley, 
Like I mentioned, Todd Gurley is an absolute beast. So you're going to see the AP Offensive Rookie of the Year and the AP Offensive Player of the Year are both going to be running backs, which we've seen a lot. We've seen quarterbacks. We've seen those things. But honestly, I think it's an obvious choice, and that is going to be two running backs coming out of that, those uh, awards. Now, the AP Defensive Rookie of the Year is going to be a little bit different. I really think this year there's two players that have stood out to me. And that the first one is going to be Darius Leonard uh, from South Carolina. Darius Leonard is an absolute stud. He's made every play, right? He is sitting with Indianapolis. He went to South Carolina State University. Was not drafted very high. He was a, I want to say, second-round pick. Yep, second-round pick, 36th overall. So decently high, but... He was not a first rounder. He's not a kid that was going to blow you away at the combine, right? But he has 88 combined tackles, 58 total tackles by himself, four sacks. He has one, three forced fumbles and two fumble recoveries. This kid is doing everything he can to set himself apart from everyone else. Now, you could argue a Marcus Davenport from New Orleans. You could argue Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb has eight sacks. You know, Bradley Chubb's a great player. And Derwin James, the free safety from the uh, Chargers, he has 55 tackles. He has uh, three and a half sacks, one pick, seven pass defense. But to me, the obvious choice is Darius Leonard from the Colts. Now, that you know could be something that you think, okay, I don't agree with you. Well, you don't have to agree with me. Um, it's something that can be, you know, swayed a little bit uh depending on who it is um and rightfully so um to me the ap comeback player of the year is none other than adrian peterson i think adrian peterson has done enough this season to look like the adrian peterson of old yeah he does not have the breakaway speed and we saw that um a couple games ago where he got chased down from behind he just looks slower but he still has the vision and he still can make those cuts to get to the second level and get to the third level and break off those big chunk runs. And I think that's something that he does very well. And I think that he's one of those players that is getting better with age. Yes, he's had those injuries. Yes, he left Minnesota. He went to the Saints. He went to the Cardinals. And now he's here with Washington. And I think he's here to stay for a little bit with Washington. You know, he's not the youngest player in the world, but he's still only 33 years old. Right, He's in his 11th season, and he has four touchdowns, 604 yards, and he only had 17 yards against Atlanta last week. But he had 149 and 26 carries against the Giants. They won that game. 71-yard run, touchdown. Um, He did fumble, and that has been a problem with Adrian Peterson lately, is that he's so focused on running people over and getting to the next level that he will cough up the ball. And that's just something that you know happens. Um, now, the two last awards that I will go to, um, the AP Coach of the Year, I think, is Sean McVay again. Sean McVay has continued to defy what it is to be a coach in this modern NFL. Sean McVay is a genius when it comes to play calling. You know, I was watching the game against the Vikings, and he was doing things that, you know, going forward on fourth down and throwing these passes to Todd Gurley and over the middle on mismatches, on mismatch linebackers that was just to me like, okay, this guy's unreal. You know, this guy knows what he's doing. This guy can do everything, right? And I think that's awesome. Now, the most valuable player, I think, right now is Todd Gurley, right? If you take Todd Gurley away from that team, 
Jared Goff right now is an average quarterback, you know, but I think Todd Gurley is the epitome of what a running back in the NFL nowadays is. Now, that's currently, right? We could get to the end of the season. The Patriots very likely will be in the Super Bowl. The Patriots are a good team, and I think Tom Brady will think, okay, let's go. And Tom Brady will ball out, and he could get the most valuable player award. That is very likely that he could do that. Now, will he? I don't know. I think that he has the chance to be one of the best quarterbacks to ever play this game. But will he be the most valuable player this season? Who knows? If their team keeps winning and they keep winning games and they beat a lot of these teams, you know, he play, he came in Sunday night and he told Aaron Rodgers, hey, I'm the GOAT. Okay, he said, let's go Aaron Rodgers, let's play for it. I beat you. You know, and that's the type of player he is. And, you know, very well. So that's my midseason awards um, so far in the NFL. Now, my favorite segment that we're about to do, um, the Minnesota Vikings midseason review. Now, Coming from Minnesota, I've been a diehard Vikings fan my entire life. I'm kind of an optimist. I think, okay, you know, the Vikings can do it every year. They can go 15-1, then go to the Super Bowl. Now, this year has been a little bit down, right? It's been different. It's been one of those where it's like, okay, we came in ranked number one in the Bleacher Report, the Bleacher Report uh, preseason uh, power rankings, and we beat the giant or the 49ers pretty handily right we beat the 49ers we went we uh faced the bank us bank stadium and we beat them pretty easily now it wasn't the um greatest effort you know we had a couple blunders we had a couple mistakes but the one thing i liked is that kirk cousins took care of the ball in that game now that second game we played it was against the packers and it was a shootout kirk cousins threw for 425 yards adam thielen had 131 yards, which is on his way to, you know, setting the NFL record for most games consecutively to start a season with 100 yards, right? Um, unfortunately, it was broken last week, but I really think that that game, we should have won, right? Daniel Carlson from Auburn makes the kick, but obviously he didn't. We cut him, right? That's how life goes. Um, now, I think that we went into the Buffalo game thinking, okay, Everson's not playing in the Everson uh, Griffin um, saga, as you will say that he, you know, had issues, right? He has mental health issues and everyone does. A lot of people have mental health issues. It is just not uh, brought forward and brought to the forefront. It's kind of, you know, on the back burner because they're NFL players. They're, um, you know, invincible. They're superheroes, but really they're just like us. You know, Everson Griffin is one of those guys. He struggled with it and he struggled with it his whole life and he's talked about it. Um, he has not came out and said what actually happened. And he will later in the season. And I think a lot of people will be have an eye-opening experience and really think, okay, this happened. But anyways, that Buffalo game was horrible. That was one of the worst Vikings games I've ever watched. Being a diehard, long-time Vikings fan. You know, I haven't, I didn't, never saw the 1998 game um, in the NFC Championship because I was only three years old. Um, but I think that this game was one of the worst I've ever seen besides the 41-0 donut loss um, to the New York Giants. Um, now, I know nobody likes hearing that, but that is the reality. Um, and then we went and played the um, Rams, and it was a shootout, right? Jared Goff threw for 465 yards that game. Cooper Cup led them in receiving. Todd Gurley led them in rushing, and they just dominated. You know, we could not, our defense could not make a stop. Now, through those first four weeks, our defense struggled horribly. Right? Our defense did a lot of things that was like, okay, are we being too complex? Do we need to simplify? Mike Zimmer said, yeah, we need to be simple. We just need to go out and play our game. And then against Philly, which was 
if you have anything, um, if you have a must-win game at this early in the season, that was it. Right at Philly, we beat them twenty-three twenty-one. Carson Wentz threw for three hundred and eleven yards, but we had that big uh, pick by Big Goon ninety-eight, Linval Joseph, um, and I loved it. I love that he took it to the house, and I think the fact that we won that game really helped us because then we went to Arizona or we played Arizona at home, um, and we kind of got to Josh Rosen. Latavius Murray had one hundred fifty-five yards rushing, so we got that run game going that. Um, Mike Zimmer has said that he wants to get going. Um, he is one of those guys that we run the ball well, we play good defense, we win games, right? And that's his philosophy. Now that led into the next week against the Jets, right? Latavius Murray ran the ball effectively 68-9 yards, you know, rightfully so, but we got to um, Sam Darnold. You know, we got turnovers, we won the game. Kirk Cousins had 241 yards. Adam Thielen, again, 110 yards. He balled out, Right? And then we were going, so we had won three straight games, and we were going into a Sunday night against arguably one of the best teams in the NFL, and that's the New Orleans Saints. Uh, they wanted revenge from the Minneapolis Miracle. Now, they beat us 30-20, but Thielen doesn't fumble that ball. Kirk Cousins doesn't throw that pick that um, Stephon Diggs came across the middle and should have went farther, but he stopped on his route. Um I think if those two things don't happen, we win the game. But that's easy for me to say sitting here in my living room to tell you that. But, you know, the NFL is a weird game. It can go from being a close game to being a complete blowout or being a one-sided affair. And that's what happened. Two turnovers and it was a 14-point swing, 10-point swing, game over. Um, Now this last week, you know, the Vikings, yes, we got our 10 sacks. We dominated that offensive line that they hadn't even given up that many sacks this season. But we got to Matt Stafford. He held the ball too long. And the Golden Tate leaving, the trading of Golden Tate um, to the Philadelphia Eagles really hurt them. And it really showed because he did not have really a, a big target to throw to besides Marvin Jones. But one of those guys that Golden Tate can go in the slot, you can throw him the ball in the slot and he'll break a yard after the catch for 30 yards, you know, and that, I think that is something that really hurt them. Now, our Vikings, my Vikings, sit at 5-3-1, second in the NFC North. Now, people are going to say, okay, yeah, I love Case Keenum last year. Case Keenum did something that he'll never be able to do again. You'll see him at Denver. He's not doing the things he was doing last year, right? That was lightning in a bottle. That was smoke in a barrel that really got him above the edge. Now, we have our quarterback. We have Kirk Cousins. Paying Kirk Cousins that amount of money was unreal. I loved our aggressiveness to give him a fully guaranteed contract and come up and say, okay, we're not going to let the Jets get him. Now, the Jets went out out and drafted Sam Darnold. He might be a very good quarterback down the road. But right now, we're in a win-now mode. We're in a three-year window where we want to win games. right? So we went out and got our quarterback, and that's showing. Um, We have 282 passing yards a game. That's eighth in the league. Our rush game's 29th, right? But we are 8th in pass yards. And John DeFilippo was really saying, hey, I'm going to air out the ball. You know, he might be going against what Mike Zimmer's saying and saying, hey, let's run the ball. But he wants to pass the ball, and that's what John DeFilippo loves to do. Now, we're scoring 24.6 points a game. That's 13th in the league. You know, sitting at 5-3-1, and one, we're in a very good position. Yeah, we've been an extremely bipolar team. But, you know, we got Chicago, Green Bay, New England, Seattle, Miami, Detroit, and Chicago. We got four more division opponents that we can very well beat every single one of them. 
Now, we have primetime games and uh, game of the week. So we don't play another noon game until week 15 against Miami. So I really think that we have it. You know, we can we control our own destiny. We go and beat Chicago. We beat the Packers at home in the House of Pain. We can do it. And I really believe in this team. And I think people are starting to forget who, how talented we are. Yeah, we had some early season blunders. And really, I think people are writing us off. You know, nobody in the media is saying, okay, this is a Super Bowl contender right now. But don't sleep on the Minnesota Vikings. And that's what I'm going to tell you. Now, I'm a huge fantasy guy, right? Fantasy football has been part of my life since I was in like fifth grade, right? Now, I have a couple things to say. Um, weekly fantasy waiver pickups. If you are like me and you're in bye week hell right now, I have Adam Thielen, uh, Demarius Thomas, and Stefan Diggs on bye. I need a wide receiver. Now, my guy to target is Marquez Valdez Scantling. Now, Mark MVS for short is what they call him. He might very well be the guy now, right? He's owned in 20.8% of ESPN leagues. He's gone up 17.6% since last week. Yes, his targets might go down once um, they get back um, Geronimo Allison. But Geronimo Allison is expected to miss several weeks following surgery to a core muscle. So I think that he's going to play a prominent role. He's going to be the guy to go to opposite Randall Cobb and opposite Devontae Adams. He might be the second wide receiver above Randall Cobb. He might be able to stretch the field. And you've seen that he averages 22.2 yards per catch, right? He is balling out. He's that guy that's going to get downfield, that's going to catch the ball and going to run. And Aaron Rodgers loves him. Him and Aaron Rodgers, it looked at the start of the season like um, Equiminia St. Brown had a little bit more of a good relationship with Aaron Rodgers, but I think uh, MVS is starting to get his stride and is starting to be the guy that um, we thought he could be. Um, another guy that I love, I love, and especially in daily fantasy, but I'll get to that in a second, but Traquan Smith from New Orleans. Yeah, Traquan Smith, he's only owned at 16.9% of leagues. And yeah, he has not produced the amount of catches you would like to see from a guy um, Michael Thomas is the go-to guy, but Smith is second in vertical targets from this team, and he's one of that guy that, you know, he'll have three catches and two touchdowns or two catches and a touchdown, right? And that's the guy that he's the vertical threat. He's a boomer best player, right? He's going to be that flex guy maybe, but that's what I would do him. Um, he's a fringe wide receiver too. He's not a wide receiver one unless you are dying for wide receivers. Um, but that is those are the two players that I would love to target this week. Now, if we're going to daily fantasy, I'm a DraftKings guy. Um, I love DraftKings. Um, they're not sponsoring me. Um, but, you know, if you want to, uh, hit me up. Um, but I love DraftKings. I'm a DraftKings guy. And there's a, the, here are a couple of players I love this week. I love Andy Dalton. Um, he's only 5,800. He's playing the 32nd pass defense in New Orleans. He's averaging 19.3 fantasy points a game. And I think that he'll be able to stretch the field against New Orleans. Um, he'll be able to throw it up to play. You know, A.J. Green's going to be out. Um, but he can throw it to Tyler Boyd. He can throw it to John Ross. He can throw it to his tight ends. And I think um, he's going to use players like Joe Mixon to throw screens to and stuff like that. So I think um, that is a good buy for me. 
Um, running backs, I really, really, really like two players. I like Nick Chubb and Duke Johnson. Um, either one of them, they're kind of interchangeable. They're playing Atlanta 31 run, 31st rush defense, and Atlanta's pass defense isn't much better, right? So Nick Chubb, goal line carries, he's going to be the first, second, third, first and second down back, and the third down back, Duke Johnson's going to come out and be able to um, get receptions, and I think that's you know something something to look at and think, okay, this guy is going to be good. Now, the other guy I do like this week against Tampa Bay, the 30th rush defense, is Adrian Peterson. Um, Adrian Peterson has a favorable matchup. Yes, he's at Tampa Bay, but he's averaging 15.4 um, points per game, and I think that is something uh, to look at with him. Now, a couple more players I like. Like I said, I like Traquan Smith, and I like Cordero Patterson. Um, Cordero Patterson has been taking snaps at running back. Right? He's been getting the ball at running back, and I think that he's only more valuable there. Right, He's playing Tennessee, the 26th uh, pass defense, but he's also getting rushes, and I think that at... F- now, like I was mentioning, I do think you know you could go Julio Jones and you could go Michael Thomas, who both have favorable matchups this week. Um, AJ Green is obviously out, so you cannot go with him, but Tyler Boyd is another option, uh, 7,500 that you could go with. Now, I will be here all season to talk about fantasy football, to talk about football, to talk about all their sports. And I thank you for uh, listening this week. I know it was a lengthy podcast, but I enjoy uh, making these this content for you guys. And I hope you really enjoyed it. Uh, let me know how I did. Um, I will be posting this on Facebook. I'll post it on Twitter, Instagram, all these things. So go check me out. Um, it, this has been Too Cool for School, Jay Coolman, And I thank you for listening.